0: Everything I'm going to talk about, it's really funny. All the transitions, all the words that came up, even the tithe message, everything has to do with it. You know, it's this word called masterpiece um, that's just amazing, right? And and what's crazy is it's part of our identity series, which says that God would say that I'm a masterpiece. I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily think that about myself often, but the word of God says it, and I promise you it's there. Let's go to Ephesians in you too, and we're going to read 10 verses. It's a big buildup. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10, in you us. He, meaning God, made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Guys, that was us. See, the spirit now works in the sons of disobedience, but guys, the spirit used to work in us because we used to be sons of disobedience. We used to be children of wrath, children of scorn, children of awful things, but God who once when we were dead has now made us alive in him amen next verse please among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the excuse me and of the mind and were written by nature sorry and were by nature not written sorry <laughs> and were by nature children of wrath just as the others thank you next one <laughs> but god who is rich in mercy amen Those verses just explain where we came from, what we used to be, the reason why we look at something says, God says, I'm a masterpiece. Those first three verses right there, that's all the reason why we say, no, we're not. Verse four, but God, and I love that. That is one of the most powerful statements ever, repeated across the entire Bible, constantly. But God, if it were not for God, right? All these things were said. I said them too, but God then had a say. God then had an action, Right? who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Next verse. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can we pause there for a second? Hebrews chapter 12, I believe it is, talks about the reason why the children of Israel were cursed and could not go into the land. The first generation who came out of Egypt, why they could not go into the land until the second generation. And he said it was because they didn't cease from their own works and enter into his rest the Bible says for when you cease from your works and you rest in God you begin to do the works of God there are some works that we are meant to do but we won't stop working in our own strength we won't stop working in our old ways we won't stop working in the ways of the world guys the ways of the world guys we were the sons of disobedience the children of wrath that spirit worked in us but now God's spirit wants to work in us but we have to rest in him and move forward in his works next verse please That in the ages to come, not just today, but eternity, that thing we live for, that thing that separates us from the world, I don't live for today. I live for a thousand years into the future. I live for beyond forever, beyond time when it all ceases, when I'm with God in a place where time has no concept. Yeah, Jesus, that to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That there's something beyond the grace he's already shown us. That there's something beyond what we've already experienced. The love that has compelled us to come here on a Sunday morning. The love that has compelled us to meet our God daily. The love that has compelled us to give money that we worked hard for to people who we feel like in society says, do not deserve it. But that grace has now compelled us to do greater. And God says there's something greater. Something to be revealed in the ages to come. Next verse. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Next verse. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Next verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Can we please go to verse 10, but in the New Living Translation? For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has always had it be his purpose that we we would be made new in Christ Jesus through faith, right? By grace, through faith, no works. But then after that point, as we rest in him, he says, now the works I have placed before you, I have prepared beforehand for you, you will now do them. The point of the masterpiece is it has to do something. The masterpiece has a purpose, When the artist creates a masterpiece, it has a purpose. It is meant to bring tears. It is meant to help people in their life. It is meant to provide a service. When the artist or the blacksmith or the anything creates a masterpiece, it goes out into the land and it gains them renown. It brings them honor. It brings them fame. And it changes the world. The masterpiece is not meant to sit down. I don't care if someone looks at the masterpiece and says, that's ugly picasso i think is an awful artist yet he created his masterpiece it didn't matter what anyone said to him it accomplished what he set it forth to accomplish so someone may look at you and say you're not good enough but if god said yes you are who are they guys who are they who are these people they're lost just like us actually we're not lost anymore amen they're back in the things we used to be and We're better off than them. We're greater than them. And I hate to say this and sound prideful and sound arrogant, but guys, we have the power that rose Christ Jesus from the dead. Guys, our authority is greater than their authority. They may say something to us, but we are linked to God, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Who cares what they say? Guys, the masterpiece has a purpose. The masterpiece has a goal. It has a mission. It has value. Do we have a mission? Do we have a vision? Do we have a goal? Do we have a purpose? Yes, we do as a body, but as the individual, do you have a vision? Not I have no vision. A lot of us would say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have no vision for my life. All I do is read the word and say, it's so awesome that God's going to do those things. But what we don't understand is that God wants to use you. I used to sit in a crowd at a youth and young adult group at the church LV called Seven, and I'd sit there and I'd watch people preach, and I'd watch them teach, and I'd watch them pray, and I'd sit there stuck in my junk. And you know what I thought? That's so awesome that they get to do that. I wish I was like them, but I'm never going to be like them. I'm never going to be like them. And then I began to push in just a little bit more. And I joined an intern program instead of going to college. And about a month in, I was sitting in a car. We were going somewhere to set up an event for pastors for the church conference. And I just put my head against the glass. And all I thought of is, God, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. I'm going thousands of dollars in debt. I'm losing. I'm wasting. Everything's awful. I didn't get an answer. A day later, I'm there. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm tearing the entire thing down so I can set up for church the next day. And I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling awful, and someone comes out and says, hey, I'm going to get you steak and eggs, and I said, wow, that sounds awesome, yeah, I guess I'll go, if you know me, if you just give me food, I'll go with you wherever you want, and we're going there, and I'm sitting down, and I'm with Eric and Kristen Burr, if you guys know them, they're amazing people, poured into my life for years, and Kristen Burr's brother, Eric, which is <laughs> trying to accept her husband's name, <laughs> yeah, sorry, anyways, whatever, anyways, uh, <laughs> so her brother, Eric, is just staring at me, and he looks mad at me, and he looks angry with me, and I'm sitting there like, this guy I tried to talk to him beforehand he wouldn't talk to me. He was weird. He wouldn't shake my hand. I was like, what's up with this guy? Like, I'm bigger than him. Don't mess with me, dog. Like, and then afterwards, I'm walking out and I'm kind of just looking down at the ground. And he just walks up to me and goes, So what's your name? I'm like, Oh hi, dude, what's up? Yeah, I'm Thomas. And he goes, Cool. He's like, what you do? I'm an intern at the church. Awesome. You know, I used to intern at the church too. Really? Yeah, now I'm a pastor. It's so awesome that you're on this path. I'm like, okay, cool. And he starts asking me questions about ministry. He starts asking me questions about what I'm gonna do. And you know what I kept telling him? I just don't see myself in ministry. Honestly, I, I pour and I pour and I pour and I just don't see it going anywhere. You know what he said? He's like, that's awesome. But you know what God says about you? And he began to prophesy over my life. The first time anyone ever prophesied over me. And he said, "He said, you know what? God sees you out with the sheep right now. God sees you in the fold, but just like David, he's gonna make you a king and he's gonna use you and he's gonna make you a pastor and he's gonna teach you and he's not gonna make you just a basic, he's gonna make you a good pastor. And I sat there and I was like, oh my, are you, this is me, this is me right there and I move forward in that. God had given me a vision for my life, and people over the years would tell me, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this, and I got more words from more people, and I read more timings in the Word, and I got more passion for things, and I just began to just believe God for things. God began to speak to me, and people would come into my life and say, nope, that's not it. I just don't see that, man. You're hearing wrong, and I let go of them, but can I tell you in the way that I view the direction that this church is going, it has been changing the way I look at myself. It has been changing the way that I viewed these words that people have spoken over me. I have rejected the naysayer's words and I have begun to believe God for the great things, for the impossible things, for the things that people would say that is absolutely ridiculous. One in a million shot could get that. Who are you? You are nothing. And you know what I say to that? Go away. If God said that over me, who are you? Did you create the heavens? Did you create the earth? What did God say to Job? Oh man, who are you? Who are you? Did you set the sun? Did you stop the sea from going over the land? Can you do those things? Do you know where the wind goes and comes from? Can you bind it and loose it? What does that mean? I don't know. God is beyond that. If God says it, then it's true, and I'm going to go after it. There's this song by Misty Edwards called The Harlot, and it's when they brought the harlot before Jesus, and they said, kill her, condemn her. She is unclean before the law, right? And then the whole song is her being drugged through the courtyard and her being beaten by people and her just hating herself. And she says, I hear the people screaming things at me. And it's, she says it hurts because everything they're saying is true. And sometimes the people come over to you and they say things to you and it's true. They say things like you're rude, you're angry, you're mean, you're nasty, you're promiscuous, you're a drug addict. And you sit there and you go, I am. All of these things, you're absolutely right. But then the voice of truth comes in right guys? Come on, now casting crowns reference right there. But the voice of truth comes in and you want to know what it says? None of that matters. You're my child. You have my authority. I have made you pure. I have made you new. You will have a spouse that will care for you. You will have a family that will adore you. You will have a call in me. You will have a future in me. You will accomplish great things in me. I don't care if you were on the side of the street last week. I don't care if you're addicted to drugs. God will make a change in your life. And it's up to you to decide if that's for you or not. Because you're the masterpiece that God has set forward, and he wants to move in you. Can we please get the band up here? We're just going to worship God because it's just so great. God is just a friend, and masterpiece does not dictate what it is. I am a husband and a father and a friend and a son and an employee. And when I'm a bad father... A bad husband, a bad son, a bad friend, and a bad employee, it does not stop me from being those things. From being those things, I never stop being those things. Maybe, like what we talked about last week, you've been a bad friend to God, but you're still a friend to God, amen? Maybe you've been a bad child to God, but you're still a child of God. Maybe you've been a bad masterpiece, but you're still a masterpiece, and there's still breath in your lungs, and there's still blood in your veins, and you still got a heartbeat, amen? you still got a chance, You still got a purpose. So do we sit in this, guys? Do we sit in our junk, or do we say, hey God, what am I supposed to do? Do we go to the people who believe in the same God as us, who are supposed to be with us through everything? Do we go to them and say, what do you see in me? Do you see these things in me? Do you think God has a purpose for me? Do we go to our friends and family? Do we go to our God? Do we go to his word? Do we go to the secret place? Yes, that's what we do, guys. That's what we do. Has God put a vision in your heart? Has God put a desire in your heart? The answer isn't, that's ridiculous. Stop it. The answer is, how can I help you? How can I help you accomplish these goals? Me and Aaron had a talk a few months ago, me and Aaron Rosenberg. And I said, bro, what do you want to do with your life? And you know what what he said to me? He said, I love anime so much. And he said, I really want to be an animator. I really want to draw these characters. I really just want to get involved in that process. And you want to know what my response was? It wasn't, that's stupid. No one makes it big. What was my response, Aaron? It was, look into it. What does it take? Let's do it. Let's go after it. Hey, guys, I'm not that great. I'm not trying to blow up myself or anything, but that's what we need. Enough of telling people that their dreams are stupid. Enough of telling people that the things God has put in their heart is stupid. If God put that in your heart, what makes it stupid? Is God's purpose stupid? No. Is God's future stupid? No. Is God's planning stupid? No, it's not. It's perfect, and it's complete, and it lacks nothing. Whatever his vision is for your life, go after it. Seek it. Consecrate it to him and say, God, I will put everything on the altar for you, God. Just use me and move through me, God. I am your masterpiece. Accomplish in me what your purpose is, God. Not my will, but your will be done. Amen? Amen? Seek the vision. Seek the call. Seek the mission. Seek God. He'll give it to you. The only reason why this city is ridiculous to us is because we don't believe God can actually take it. But can I tell you something? God put a vision in my heart for this city. Amen. People in the wood was rotting. The walk yard, weeds, dead grass. People were sitting underneath a gazebo and the wood was rotting. The water was stagnant flowing underneath it. And as I begin to walk forward, I begin to see ministry leaders sit down at a table with city leaders. And you want to know what I saw? It came to life. I saw life in the dead place. The reason why this city is so jacked up is because there's so many churches, but none of us truly believes that God can accomplish the things that he said that he can. He can turn this city around. I was praying one time, and God showed me hotels opening up their doors and saying, pastors, come in and take a breath of fresh air people opening their doors and allowing this place to be a place of healing and love and refreshing in the spirit but it's sin city only because we don't step up and do something about it amen so let's do something about it Come on. and it takes all of us if you think you can accomplish your vision alone you're wrong guys it takes the people in the seats next to you amen I'm dead in the water without the people around me, but I'll tell you what, God put it in my heart from a very young age and I took it to God for years and I'm finally confident. I believe I'm supposed to write books and I believe that they're gonna sell really, really well. And I believe I'm gonna get to live off of that and not ever have to take money from a church to be a minister. I really truly believe that for my life. And you wanna know what? I have people like Pastor Wes and Isaac and Maxwell come up alongside me and say, yeah, and my wife. And they said, yeah, we believe in you. Do it, go for it, accomplish it so I'm going to do it, guys. Are you going to do what God has called you to do? You're the masterpiece. Do what your goal is, amen? Do what you're supposed to do. That's it. That's the sermon, guys. Let's get up and worship God right now because he's good.